Hello, everyone. This is Culture Comms of Cocktails, internal comms served straight up. I'm your host, Chuck Go, Senior Strategic Advisor at Social Chorus. And on this episode of Culture Comms of Cocktails, we have Kyla Turner, originally guest number four on the podcast and now Strategic Advisor at Social Chorus. So welcome back to the podcast, Kyla. Thank you so much. This is a good place to be and under the best circumstances. That's that's awesome to hear. So where does the podcast find you today? Where where are we seeing you right now? I'm still here in Oklahoma City. It is an un- abnormally gray day, so I usually have a little more light in here. But Oklahoma City, it's a good place to be. Um, here in my office it is my husband's hometown, but I have now adopted it as my own. And And speaking of your family, how are you and the people you care about doing during this pandemic? I have a lot of gratitude. We're doing we are all doing well. I um, it is it is a tough situation, uh, just where we all find ourselves. I think you know the Midwest is being hit especially hard right now in the middle section of the country. So and Oklahoma's in there. So it's it's a tough time for the state, but um, we're doing well. So we'll just keep going. That's that's all we can do. That's all we can do. True. Follow the rules and, and and keep going. And as I mentioned in the in the intro. You've recently joined Social Chorus as a strategic advisor. So share with everyone a little bit about your career path that led you to this moment. Sure. I um well, let's see. There was there was that piece where I actually was a a journalist. I do have a journalism degree and I was a reporter for a short time and <clears throat> excuse me, I think that is that is where that love of storytelling came through. Um, but shortly thereafter, I was very fortunate to join the team at Southwest Airlines. And it was actually the marketing and communications team. And it was an interesting position. I was not at the headquarters in Dallas. I was in a field office in Phoenix. And I think about this a lot now and, and where I am now and how I think so much of it started with Southwest, of course, because they're known for their culture. They are legendary about uh, putting employees first. And and making sure that everyone has ownership of that position and, and the trust they have and the people who work for them and, and just how that connects to the bottom line. Um, but and, and all of that is true. But I think about that position, especially because I was in a field office, we were the liaison between kind of the corporate strategy for marketing and communications. And then we were out there in the field and we were out there very close to Sky Harbor Airport um, sitting there in all of the operational meetings as well. And so you kind of saw both sides of the operation and what it took to run an airline and fly an airline day to day, and then the strategy from the headquarters. And I think that is something that has just, that is where I've gone in my career. Um, been on to Love's, uh, moved to Oklahoma City. Um, we met while we were at Love's and then um, a couple of other things and look where I am now. <laughs> but it is, it is that, it is that thing that has, that has followed me is being the liaison between a corporate strategy and a set of employees and leaders who are, who are in an office and who are very well connected. And then this, this different set of employees that are out there making the things happen. It was the same way it loves and to see both worlds and to understand the needs of both and, and knowing that Everyone has different tools and different ways that they're getting information. I mean, I really think this is where the journey has led me because now I'm here. And as you know, we're really focused on, okay, how do you, 
level that playing field? How do you give everyone equal access to the information that they need and, and to what they need to communicate and, and all row in the same boat together for the mission of the company? So yeah, <laughs> that was a long way of saying it started at Southwest and this journey I have, I've really been putting it together and saying, yeah, there is a, there's a similar theme there and that's, I am definitely where I need to be. Yeah, we, we certainly certainly have building blocks throughout throughout our career. And you mentioned mentioned Southwest, and like you said, you they're obviously known for their culture. What I think is fascinating is there's a lot of companies that are known for their culture. A lot of organizations hide behind their culture, but with Southwest, they empower their employees with the culture. As someone who used to travel quite a bit back when we could travel, and you would walk through airports. Without even seeing signage, you could tell which was a Southwest gate and which was not a Southwest gate because it was Halloween, it was decorated. If it was Valentine's Day, it was decorated, right? They, they empowered employees with the culture. And I think that's something that I would love to see more companies embrace, not hide behind the culture, but use that as a way to empower. They, they've always put employees first and customers second, meaning you, you treat your employees right, employees treat customers right. That, to me, that's, that's the exact model we should all be following. There you go. I think empower is a very good word. I think I used that they they let their employees own their position. So they do. Mm -hmm. They have this immense trust of we hired you. We know that we trained you well. We know you have the best attitude to take care of our customers and that you're aligned with our goals and our bottom line. And all right, we trust you to do the job in the best way that you know how. And I think that that might be the thing that sets them apart. Mm -hmm. is is that empowerment and that ownership that they give people and i think that that's where you get that fierce loyalty of people saying yeah i mean i get to i get to represent the company and i get to still be myself and bring my full self to this position and, and do it the way that it makes sense to me so um, i think that's huge and and we we're we've both been career communicators you mentioned yours you you started out in journalism and then going to southwest and then loves as examples of a part of your career path but we're all still learning, right? We're all still picking up things as, as we advance in our career. After all we've gone through in, in 2020, what are some things that you've learned about communication? I think as communicators, we'll all agree that it's become kind of the largest priority and the biggest piece of, of where we need to be as a company, uh, communicating with our employees, communicating with our customers. And I just, I love seeing companies that are able to, and I think so many have done this, just pivot and flex and do what they need to do. I've seen, um, I was actually after Loves, I went to Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma. And it was, that's where I was when the pandemic started. And to watch that company just kind of recreate policies and recreate ways of doing things in order to keep their employees connected. And of course, their members too. But um, I think that's the biggest thing. I think companies have just had to do things that they never thought they were going to do, or maybe they wanted to do for the longest time. And this became the time that we had to get it done and do it and open up the lines of communication, really make sure that that we are keeping everyone informed and connected and, and still feeling engaged um, because these are unprecedented times. Yeah, it, it seemed like companies learned they needed to get out of their own way on some things, that, that they seem to create their own barriers to progress where they realize like, oh no, we 
we did that to ourselves. We don't need to act that way. We don't need to have that policy. Uh, so it's, it is great to see, see companies uh, advance there. And then I'll be curious when things return to what we thought was once normal, um, you know, how, how those companies adjust again. And the ones that, that did communicate, the ones that did look out for employees and look out for their customers are ultimately the ones that are going to be successful at that point in time too. I agree. Yeah, it, it will be interesting to see where we are when we come out of this. All of these changes that we've made because companies were more nimble and they did make the changes and they flexed and they moved and they did what they needed to do. Um, I think we all hope that continues um, wherever we land next year, in the middle of next year, that the companies look at that and do say, oh, that was it was easier than we thought it was going to be mm -hmm. or something we kept doing a certain way because we thought it would be too hard to change. Now companies have changed the way that they've done it. Maybe they see, oh, well, okay, that we were able to do that in a short amount of time and it paid off and there was value and let's keep doing it that way. Yeah, they certainly have a lot fewer excuses now <laughs> around, around making changes. And, and you are in an interesting spot having once been a customer of Social Chorus. So let's talk about that a little bit. What was that experience like working with us now seeing that you're one of us? That's, it is fun now to be on the other side of it. And it is definitely bringing back those memories. But I mean, that's one of the reasons why I'm here is when I was with Loves and we were looking for a way to do exactly that, to um, connect that the operation and connect our frontline employees that were really doing the work day in and day out, that we had a vision for okay, how do we want this to look? And we want it to be easy for them. We want it to... Uh, make sure it aligns with our technology needs and and just everything we're doing as an enterprise. And I feel like I felt that that at that time that Social Chorus and the team, you were on the team that, that came to talk with us, really just got it. And I think, I mean, that that's what really started that partnership so well, is we had this idea of just everyone being able to um, be a part, more participative com uh, communications and conversations and, and um, just connecting everyone on an equal playing field. The team at Social Chorus not only understood that, but also knew where to go with it. And I think that's one of the most exciting things today. Now I get to be on this side and see that work then. And then with all of the changes and all of everywhere that we're going, that just continues to grow. So it's, I mean, yeah, it is, it is three years that just continues to go in a direction of how can we connect, make even more connections? How can we make it easier for communicators to, uh, to message and to reach every person, to reach them where they are and to make sure that everyone just has the same experience no matter where they are within a company. And now that you are on, on this side, as you shared, what was it that excited you or, or interested you about not just joining the social chorus team, but also joining our team of advisors, AKA the A team? What, what was so interesting or what interested you again as a career communicator about, about joining? I think a, a lot of it is because I have seen the process. I've been through the process as a communicator at Loves and I've seen it work and I've seen it truly make a difference within a company and how connected those employees feel and how much that can align your employees to the bottom line and kind of where that company is, is set to go. 
I watch it just come to life at Loves. And now to have this opportunity to work with a really talented team of, of communicators um, for our A-team, but also the talented team behind this platform of just being able to design something that works in this way for so many companies, it's an exciting place to be. It's an exciting place to, to look at and say, now I've seen it work, I would love to go help others make it work in their organization too. I know that it can, and I love it when people are as excited as we have always been to get this started and to watch the transformation happen with their internal comms. So being a, a new member of the Social Chorus team and having applied and gone through the interview process and all of that, and the company's growing like crazy. We have, we have tons of openings across all parts of the business uh, there. So marketing, product, engineering, uh, customer success, what would be your words of encouragement, Kyla, to those who are either thinking of applying for an opportunity at Social Chorus or perhaps are contemplating an offer to join the team? What, what would you want to share with them? Uh, first of all, I'd say just do it. <laughs> that would be the best decision you could make. Um, I, I can't say enough about how, I mean, this is different from any position I've had. As we've talked about, I've always been on the other side. And so I think coming into this group, the biggest thing I can see is that they value your experience and your perspective on either communications discipline or you know, marketing technology, wherever, wherever you end up in this organization. That's what I see is that there's so much support and also respect for what everyone does within this company. Um, it's, it's a welcoming environment. I'm in week three. And um, I have never had a more robust and welcoming onboarding plan and this journey that I'm in the middle of with Social Chorus. And it's, it's eye-opening to see, oh, wow, if every company did it like this, everyone would be in a really good place with their new hires. So um, it's wonderful to see it on this side. And I would just say, I can't say anything else other than go for it. <laughs> it's a good place to be. Now I have a net, very important question next. Kyla, as yes. someone who was on very on the podcast very early on and is now back on the podcast, I need to know which was cooler, being on the podcast now twice or being a part of the A-team and the social chorus team? <laughs> you know, this podcast is pretty darn cool. And I know I am, I am very fortunate to now have been on here twice, Ray and I both. Um, but yeah, I mean, Chuck, this is wonderful. But the full A-team experience and the full social chorus team experience, I, I keep telling everyone it's like a dream. Um, this is a really cool place to be. I, again, if we go back and say for someone who's complicate, complicate, contemplating it, just do it. This is no, that's that's absolutely the right answer. You answered correctly on that. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm thrilled, Kyla, to have you be a part of this. Uh, as you mentioned, I, I have the privilege of working with you while you were at Loves and the Loves team. We continue to work with the team team at Loves, uh, but it's great having you now be a part of this, bringing your career experience in. Uh, we all have different stories we share. We all have different building blocks that we bring to a team. And so having you join and Ray Bachnight join, who was on the podcast earlier, um, only strengthens us as a team of advisors, but perhaps more importantly, as a team at Social Chorus, because the more experience we have, um, 
it only makes us a greater resource to the customers and industry we support out there. Now, next very important question. We've spent time talking about culture and we've spent time talking about communications. The podcast is called Culture Comms and Cocktails. And, and Kyla, to this day, everybody, you have to go back and listen to the fourth episode when Kyla was on. I think she has at the time what was the greatest cocktail recommendation because not only was it one I had not heard of, but it was very detailed on you had two options to go get the best version of that cocktail. So you have to go back and listen to find out what that was. It's, it's worth listening to it. So putting you back on the spot here, Kyla, what is your next cocktail recommendation for the listeners out there? Yeah, I've thought about this. And Chuck, this is going to be a, a big surprise to you. The Diablo, that is still one of my favorites. Um, that has tequila in it. And I'm, I'm kind of a tequila connoisseur. Um, but I will tell you this. I'm going to give you my cocktail recommendation of what I've been doing lately, especially during this pandemic. Of, um, it's called the Uncocktail. I call it the Uncocktail. Because I don't know, I'm, I hear this from everyone, but during this pandemic, we all kind of started out of, you know, having, having a little more wine with dinner or a cocktail every night. And it became kind of a thing. Um, and I got to a point where I was like, this, I don't even look forward to this anymore. I'm not enjoying it as much. So lately I've been making an uncocktail, which is a shot of apple cider vinegar over ice. And then you pour in just whatever kind of sparkling water you have, Topo Chico or anything that you have will do, and a um, squeeze of lemon. And then you can put some, uh, you can put a little sweetener in there if you want, because it is pretty sour. I kind of like sour. So I have been drinking apple cider vinegar and sparkling water as my, my cocktail of choice at night, because I will tell you, it's, it's good for you. Oh, you have to get the apple cider vinegar, the fancy kind. It's organic. It has the mother, the, the mother vine in the bottom. Make sure you're doing that. And I will tell you, they say it's good for you. And I feel good when I drink that. So I have to share that one because that's what I've been doing lately. And it's wonderful and it's completely different. And maybe after all of this is over, we'll go back to drinking Diablos and whatnot on the patio. That, that might be the most 2020 recommendation for a cocktail. <laughs> I know. To be the uncocktail. Now, I will say as someone who has, who has tried the apple cider vinegar shots for health reasons, just straight. No, don't do it's that. It's brutal. It's no. brutal. No, you but, need the sparkling water. You need the this little squeeze of lemon. You need some honey or, or some sweetener if you want to do it that way too. But you need all of that. And it kind of feels, I mean, feel like you're drinking a cocktail and you can just sip it and there is something, I actually feel it. I don't know if it's in my head, but I feel like I'm doing something good for myself, so. Well, again, I'm not disappointed in your recommendation, <laughs> Kyla. It's so great having you back on the podcast, but more importantly, it is great having you be a part of the Social Chorus team and our team of advisors. Um, thank you again for taking the time to talk with us. Good to see you, Chuck. If you enjoyed what you heard from this episode and want to check out others, find Culture Comes and Cocktails on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. And when you do, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. This has been Culture Comes and Cocktails, internal comms served straight up. Thanks for listening.